Around Comics, Episode 81. Chicago, this is Around Comics, a roundtable discussing topics in and around the world of comics. I'm your host, Christopher Neesman, and I'm joined, as always, by the co-host of the show, Mr. Brian Salazar. Hello, hello. And Mr. Tom Caters. A root to two. It's St. Patty's Day. Hey! All right. I'm drunk. Why are you wearing a leprechaun's costume? Just for this podcast, I showed up drunk. <laughs> just for this podcast. Yeah. I'm half Irish. Everyone is. He's half Irish and Wisconsin half played and, uh, today. Half German, half, half Irish. <clears throat> I'm Germish. Or uh, what was German. it? German. Mick Kraut. Kraut. From Mick Kraut from uh, Godfather. I like Germish better. Because <laughs> it has the double G- meaning, that, which yeah, I is like. Is that a Jim Germish movie? Uh, I love Jim Jarmusch. It's uh, another Monday episode, and that means that we have our Monday Around Comics regular. You know him as the uh, host of Word Balloon. We know him as our good friend, (laughs) Mr. John Suntrace. How do you do? Hello. There's going to be a lot of funny voices in this episode. How do you do, ladies and gentlemen? I'm Fahey Flynn. Fahey Flynn, a fine Irish uh, former newscaster in Chicago. I was watching The Quiet Man the other night, getting prepared for... That's the St. Patty's Day in Chicago. That's the tradition. John Ford, man. Nothing oh, like yeah. it. I was watching The Fugitive, which has that wonderful Chicago St. Patrick's Day scene. Yes, it does. The, parade, the parade. Yeah, yes. sure, sure. And it's absolutely. like, hey, they died, they died at the Lake uh, Green for St. Patrick's Day. You'd think they could die at blue the other 364 days a year. <laughs> they don't have <laughs> to put much, much green dye in the Chicago River. It's true. All right, folks. Irish eyes are smiling. Blow me on my Irish. Blow me on my Irish. <laughs> That's a traditional Irish thing. Oh, man. So should we yeah, really? Should we make this like the show that we just talked about? Uh, well, St. Patty and St. Patty's Day will be over long before this show. Well, That's true. Banshee's who are, dead. Who are the other Irish uh, uh, heroes? Before we get crazy, uh, Banshee. There's Banshee. Banshee's <laughs> daughter. Banshee's daughter. <laughs> oh, Target. Drunky McDrunk. Is there, is, there a global, is there a global guardian that's from Ireland? Uh DC man. Uh, the guy with Jack O' Lantern. Is he from Marvel? Yes, he is. All right, sweet. <laughs> He's always so. That's a DC Jack O' Lantern, not the Marvel Jack. Not the Marvel Jack. I always Marvel felt Jack-o-lantern that uh, Detective Chimp seemed a bit Irish. If no. you could have an Irish Jack- monkey, yeah. I don't know. Of course, uh, Matt yeah. Murdock, I'm sure, is having a fine St. <laughs> Patrick's Day, <laughs> yeah. aren't you, Matt? <laughs> I'm over here. Black, All right, Black Tom Cassidy. Which Black, is, well, he's oh, yeah. a villain. He's a villain. He's yeah. okay. Juggernaut by association. He married Irish. You know they. Great Punisher uh, arc, uh, I- Kitchen Irish or whatever. Yeah, Kitchen Irish. Yeah, sure. That was fantastic. Was that the first? I was the first or second arc. Yeah. Ooh, that was fantastic. Fantastic. A blind lawyer. All right. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> you were born with that fear, Matthew. Of course you were. <laughs> I'll drink my fear away. Don't worry. Here's Maggie, your mother. She's been serving me well. You know, it's. It, yeah, I was saying this to the uh, to somebody I work with the other day. It's like the Irish is the new Italian. 
It's like all the films that are coming out, Departed. You have the Black yeah, Donnelly. Black I love yeah. the Black Donnelly. That's by a the good way. show. I, yeah, really I, do. I, I do like it. Um, there's something about it that bugs me, but I'm not quite sure. Italian what it is. is the new uh, Irish, Irish is, is the, the new, new Italian. Italian. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but there's always ah, there's always been the Irish mob and stuff. What are you talking? I mean, that's the <laughs> well, thing. Well, there's another right. one too. Maybe there's another rediscovery. Well, that's what I mean. Am I a clown to you? Am I a clown to you? Yeah, do I amuse you, Seamus? Oh, that's great. Seamus. Good, good lads um, instead of good fellas. Good lads. Well, I'm, I'm sure they're going to be thrilled Irish about this. Fine lads. Fine lads. <laughs> they're fine lads. Yeah, that's right. Instead of good fellas, it's fine lads. <laughs> Jim, uh, I'm sorry. I, know I think we, we need like, to write we this. We need to write this down. Well, who's the, who's the director that did uh, In America? And uh, name America. of the father. Seamus O'Malley. Yeah. It's another gym. It's another gym. And it's not Jeremosh, obviously, but it's another gym. Uh, I don't know. Well, anyway. I don't know. I don't we'll know get Frank McCourt to write a forward <laughs> to it. It'll be perfect. <laughs> Frank, you taught us English so well, and now you entertain us with your little books. Aren't you cute? Johnny boy. Oh, you think you're something, oh, aren't Danny you? Get boy. the hell out of my bar. <laughs> Who the hell cares? Although I will say with uh, with the yes. Black Donnellys, uh, while it's set in New York, I mean, if, you, if you've ever... I thought it was Boston. If, well, <laughs> but yeah, or, even, or even like, or even you know, even like uh, uh, Bridgeport. I mean, if you've spent any time south side of Chicago with the you know with the, the neighborhood guys down yeah. there, you you yeah, I mean, they've nailed it pretty yeah, well. Those guys, you know. Yeah. No, it's a rough. Uh, oh man, it's sort of crowd. You what? know where you can go if you want to find a book about Irish history. Tell me. Uh, you could go to Borders. <laughs> Thank you, Tom. Because this episode of Around Comics <clears throat> is sponsored by Borders. Your heart pounds, your palms sweat. The tension is nearly unbearable. And then you spot it, that graphic novel you've been searching for everywhere, right here in your local Borders. Borders has thousands of manga and graphic novels. In fact, you'll find exactly what you're looking for and discover unexpected new authors and series simply by visiting Borders. Save on your favorite graphic novels, manga, and more. Click on the Borders banner at aroundcomics.com for a 20% off coupon. Check Borders first. Find a store near you at www.borderstores.com or, or use the Borders store locator at aroundcomics.com. Follow the end of the rainbow. <laughs> the Borders. <laughs> the lucky charms. Idiot's rainbow. Well, thank you to the fine folks at Borders. Right. Uh, Around Comics is recorded every Friday at 7 o'clock at Dark Tower Comics and Collectibles. Located at 4835 Northwestern Avenue in Chicago. If you're in the area, please drop by. We would love to meet you. While you're here, remember to ask about Dark Tower's pull list membership. It's one of the best you will find anywhere. Dark Tower has a great selection of mainstream comics, independent comics, and trades, as well as statues and action figures. Come to Dark Tower Comics for all of your comics and collectible needs and Irish accents. Do you need There's any, more uh, than Do you have any Irish, Irish comic books? I have an action figure. I have 17 points of articulation. I'm very proud of each of them. 17 points of mic articulation. The ninth one is my favorite. It's where a certain digit puffs up to let you know how Michelele. I feel. Michelele. Yeah. Right, right here with your Michelele. Michelele point. <laughs> Why do, why do I feed them? Why do uh, I, feed them? I used to do that on the score. I used to do Father Pat, who was like, you know, like one of the one of the priests at Notre Dame that never got out that much. We don't like losing. That's all I know, boys. Now go out there and give them hell. And I used to just say that all the time. Jesus, Jesus is a good Irishman. <laughs> all those like great 1930s movies and stuff, like Charlie Chan. Oh, you're right, Charlie Chan. All right, let's take the boy downtown. You know, or those or those Bugs Bunny. Nothing cartoons. to see here. Yeah. Okay, Rocky, we got you covered. Nobody move. I love the pre-Miranda Irish cop of like the 1930s. Just take the rubber hose from in the back room. Then you'll get your confession. 
It's like, all right, Sal. All right, Mac. The Miranda what? Don't worry. We beat him over 20 times, and he finally gave us the confession. He had a good old-fashioned old Irish confession. Exactly. That's why, that's why I love That's why I love Life on Mars. Good, I got Sal. I've heard Sal. I've heard Sal. He's got an old-fashioned Irish confession. Yeah, that's... Dude, I'm telling you, those are like the best... Those are the best movies to watch, and that's... I, I am now calling for that kind of com- comic. I want Clancy the Irish cop that doesn't care about no Miranda's... No rules or constitution. We'll take it in the back room. Work him over, boys. Oh, Captain America. Oh, yeah, you don't want to do the registration? Fine, we got a little room for you back here. Get Banshee on the gate. We're going to... We beat the hell out of him. You won't hear Steve Rogers Get crying the, no more. Get out the mop handle. That's right. Who the hell cares? Get Union Jack. Oh, no, we don't like Union Jack, do we? That's true. I mean, I'm guessing they don't like Union Jack. <laughs> I, think, I think he has trouble when he goes over. Especially That's the first news story. The Irish hate Union Jack. We don't like him. <laughs> all right. My apologies to any Irish that take offense. I was going to say, we used to be big in Ireland. Not so much anymore. It's all right. But the Welsh love us even more. I believe meaning. John Award Balloon got dot com if you got a problem. Right here for you. All right, folks. Grab that. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't hear the last part of that. Can you say it again? (laughs) Yikes. All right. All right. Sorry. As I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, this is one of our news and reviews (laughs) episodes. That means it is time for Wire to Wire Comic Book News. Wire to Wire Comic Book News. All right, for all the aspiring comic book artists out there that are also Warhammer and War Warhammer Forty Thousand fans, you can submit 40K. some art to uh, Boom Studios. They've got the uh, the Warhammer license, and they're looking for artists. So you can uh, check that out at uh, boom.artist.search at gmail.com is, is where the submission goes to. So uh, <laughs> you think they could have came up with a little easier <laughs> email address to <laughs> type in? Boom.artist.search. Yeah, but, uh, but check out uh, uh, Boom Studios, and uh, that'll get you some information on the artist search if you are interested, or you can always go to aroundcomics.com. Familiarity with Warhammer and Warhammer 40. K universes is particularly ideal. You know, Abnett, <laughs> I like that. Like, yeah, if, Abnett, you know, if you happen to know, you know, Abnett and Lanning are uh, the writing team that has worked so much on Wildstorm. They did the Mr. Majestic yeah. series and are other they doing things. Yeah, and actually, uh, I want to say that uh, Dan Abnett has a lot of experience writing uh, Warhammer novels, and then they got him. Well, boom! Boom! You know, got smart I'm and made him for a, the comic. I'm so. more of a Warhammer ten K guy. <laughs> no, that is stuff. huge. It really is huge, and I've really, I had never heard of them until uh, meeting the Boom guys um, yeah. in San Diego. But since mm-hmm. I like went around, and they are like Forgotten Realms and stuff, and in the gamer they world, these guys big, are man. oh, poor Warhammer's huge. It's been around for a long time too. Yeah, I didn't realize, and it sounds like a cool story. So you know, I read the, I read the the first one that just came out. Uh, did you like the it? boom? The boom. Uh, yeah, Warhammer? the first Warhammer. I can't think of the the title, the full title of it ever, but it was Warhammer it was pretty cool. Twenty k prequel. <laughs> no, it wasn't twenty k. Yeah, it's not. Like, I can't it's remember what it was, but it was pretty good. It All right, uh, Orson Scott Card is back at it with uh, the Dable Brothers and Marvel. He won't stop. He he won't stop. <laughs> he already has a, a couple series coming out uh, through uh, Dable Brothers, but now you're going to see some Ender's Game and uh, Speaker for the Dead. 
So uh, Devil Brothers kind of keeps hitting that uh, that novel market, and you know that was one of the things. Whenever we were in New mm-hmm. York, talked to a lot of those guys like uh, Ryan Stegman, who's doing uh, Ma- Magician's, Magician's Apprentice. Apprentice, and he said that the the response on the Devil Brothers stuff has been awesome. Yeah. Well, I know uh, they announced too another new Anita Blake uh, Vampire Hunter. Yeah. Uh, well, series uh, over the weekend boy, at that's uh, Wizard surprise. LA. That's no surprise. Well, uh, so, yeah. one of the uh, Miguel Miguel's. Yes, he was doing uh, Red Red Prophet. Yeah, and he was talking about how which is Orson Scott Card. That is Orson Scott Card. It's hot. It's but hot he's stuff. never talked to Orson Scott Card, which I thought was funny. <laughs> the Daniel Brother books are very well written. Yeah. They have beautiful art. They and do. I, and I think, yeah, if you're a fan of, of the books that they came from, I, I think it's a natural leap. And it'll be interesting to see how many new fans of the novels they get from. Well, it's interesting. We talked with, uh, or we're talking with Josh Blaylock later in the week. You'll hear that uh, the the publisher of Devils Do and you know a lot of their stuff is is sort of you know they do the Forgotten Realm stuff and uh-huh. and and that same vein and and you know he was saying the same thing and that you know the response on that stuff is unbelievable how how well it sells that you never hear about. Well, I don't think that the sales in local comic <coughs> shops are where that stuff is. It's right. more in in, in bookstores. Yeah. And uh, actually, uh, interest it's it's not a Devil Brothers, but it is a Marvel book. Uh, I was at uh, at my local Borders this week checking things out. And I was over by the magazine racks, which is where they have the comic spinner rack. And there was a guy with a, an associate there, um, and they're looking for the Dark Tower comic book. And you know, the there's a big thing in the Tribune, which I noticed on the train because this guy next to me immediately flipped past it. But I saw <laughs> an article like Stephen King brings Dark Tower to new crowd. You know, and about I was, the comic book. Yeah, yeah. And I was yeah. trying to read it, but then I made weird eye contact. Well, I think a lot of those, you know, a lot <laughs> of those things. Reading his newspaper. I mean, we all know, you know, we all love comics. We all we all know how great the Do stories we? in comics are, you know. But there's just, I think, still that stigma about comics to a lot of people. And if you can do anything to get them interested, you know, people that read, you know, these oh, different yeah. types of books, different genre books, mm-hmm. all of a sudden they have a reason to pick up a comic. Hopefully, it leads to them yeah. picking up more than you just know, that. The, you know, the, the weird thing in my own personal experience lately is I used to have that sort of idea that I think I think there is a stigma against comics, but I also think it's changing. If you it's hand, if you give someone something good in quality and they read it, they won't have a pretense against it. Like I gave my girlfriend. Um, I just bought this Oni trade, um, Twelve Reasons Why I Love Her, which is like a, like sort of a, like a love story book that I heard off of Indie Spinner Rack, and I read it and I loved it. And I gave it to my girlfriend, and she also enjoyed it. And she has sort of pretensions against comics, like her own ideas of what it was. But the more I give her stuff, like <coughs> right, the more that, that opens she's up. like, oh, okay. And I have friends who I give them something like Watchmen. You know, like Matt, who we stated, sure. with. he has Watchmen. He doesn't own anything else, and he enjoyed Watchmen in and of itself. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah. It's like we know that there are, you know, people look at comics in a certain way and think that they're a certain thing, and we, we, the four of us sitting here know that that's not the case. It's just a matter of how do you get people to understand that. just getting it getting in their hands. Well, I, yeah. I, think, I think a big part of it is having <clears throat> a, a comic in a non-traditional format. We're going to see Mouse Guard as a hardcover in, like, the children's section of, of bookstores. Um, the, the book that we uh, uh, both in New York, uh, GB Trans content. Yeah, we keep getting emails about that, and people post on the forum say, "Oh, that sounds like a, a neat concept." One guy uh, posted on the forum. Today. Yeah, it's because yeah. his girlfriend or somebody new lo- has lost, lost like lost three, three phones. cell phones. Yeah. 
and wanted to know where, what the book was we were talking about because it had to do with the cell phone. A hilarious, you know, yeah. runaway cell phone in the middle. But I think it's breaking those traditional um, comic book boundaries. The key is the publishers are going to have to convince the bookstores to put yep. Queen and Country in the espionage section with others with Robert Lublin's spy books and Gotham Central with police, you know, with Ed yeah. McBain's right. uh, police procedure novels. And yeah, that's I think that's the thing that you it is accepted as literature. Illustrated I think literature, it's, I think it's and it is coming there, but it's we still. I, get I only see one book in bookstores that that falls into that category right mouse? now. Where where can you find mouse right. in a bookstore? Yeah, you can find it. The Holocaust. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's in the Jewish. It's in Jewish history. I think. Yeah. It's, I yeah. think. Uh, and because uh, I think it is. It's just this very. We have this imaginary, very thick line, which I think is actually thinner, and it's just getting people to sure pick it up and look at it and then sort of you know I have friends who you know have read one thing and that all their preconceptions get washed away and then that's it because they've read one thing that defeated their expectations so um, go give your friends go give your friends a book it, it, I think I think a good witness test <coughs> would be whenever the the Dark Tower comes out as either a full graphic novel as yeah. a full graphic novel where's it going to be and I'm sure it'll be in the graphic novel section but it'll it's be interesting be to see if it'll if it will yeah, make it, oh, it yeah. will. I guarantee. I think it, it will. I, I would hope it will. If books, if book stores are smart, it will. I mean, otherwise they're not doing their job. Well, we'll see how three hundred. <clears throat> if three hundred gets the bump now yeah. that uh, the movie is doing so well. See, I think movies are a completely different thing, though, because I know people that. Uh, you know, you watch the movie and not yeah, and have no interest in, in really because yeah, don't want to know that it's a graphic novel. Don't care. I mean, I think, I think you'll get people that will. I think I think they will. Yeah, certainly. And V for Vendetta did absolutely, and wrote uh, Road to Perdition even did sure. back you know a few which years ago. Nobody even knew. I mean, there was you know yep. you had to search yep. to find out. Even history. Well, I think I think certainly they they will, but I think you know like. 300 broke records. I think it's like oh, a yeah. the film, of audience. Right. You know, I don't know that the graphic novels all of a sudden going to break I records. Think, Maybe, yeah, but... We'll see. You know, go ahead. I think <clears> there's <throat> like a... It's a percentage question. Because I think there are probably more people that are going to go see 300 that would never pick up reading a book about it. But people who know about The Dark Tower are probably more inclined towards reading a book anyway. Anyway, yeah. So well, yeah, that sure. draw is going to yeah, be... Yeah, that's... Well, I, I, think, I, I, I think what's interesting about 300 and why it may be a little bit different is that for most people out there that aren't comic book readers but may love that movie, they that like thing stabbing. Is, it is a coffee table book. Yeah. Uh, the, yeah. the size oh, yeah. of it. The scope. And yeah. yeah. I, can, I, can tell, I can tell you as a retailer that the price... Here, come, come on. Come here, Mark. The price of that trade scares people. How much right. is the how much it's is 30, the It's 30 bucks, but okay. I've had more than one person come in, ask for 300 I point it out, they look at it and they're like, oh, and they put it back down and they leave. Yeah. Oh, there you go. So maybe we need an affordable. And Twenty bucks is their limit. Hmm. Yeah, oh, yeah. Man. Something about that. That twenty. You hear that, Dark Horse? My uh, my eighty-six year old aunt freaked me out before I came here tonight and said, "You know, I really want to see that three hundred movie." And I'm like, <laughs> and she's eighty-six, and I'm like, nudity, violence, graphic violence. She's like. We're Greek. It's our story. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, if you want to go, cool. like, I'm like, if you want to go, we're going to go Sunday it. afternoon. Yeah, but your girlfriend's not an 86-year-old lady. <laughs> uh, John, as far as I know. Wait, 86. Harold and Maude. You got a little Harold and Maude thing going there, Katie? She's an 86-year-old Greek woman. <laughs> you got a Greek Greek for you? Oh, my. Are you dating my aunt? Is that what you're telling me? Holy cow, man. John. Tom is your father. <laughs> wow. Yikes. Your destiny lies with me, Skywalker. Obi-Wan knew this to be true. All right, 
Well, Next um, story. So, sorry, sorry to bring the uh, um, uh, the good times to uh, a screeching halt here, but unfortunately, we got the news last week that Arnold Drake has passed away. Oh. I I am a huge Doom Patrol fan. I love the concept of the Doom Patrol, and I think that people that maybe don't understand sort of the origin of the Doom Patrol even before the sort of Grant Morrison series. When you look back on DC comic books, like in the 60s and 70s, the Doom Patrol is this really weird book that to me was sort of where I think a lot of DC wanted to go, but it was the first one to get there, where you had characters who were all ugly or disformed or hideous, Mm -hmm. even more so than the X-Men. If you remember, the original X-Men were all actually normal you know, oh, I'm too skinny. Well, too bad. We have a guy who's wrapped in fucking bandages. So, you know, like, deal with that. So, I mean, it was sort of a precursor to, I think, a lot of the the tension that would later come up in comic books with, uh, with the more modern X-Men, I think, owes maybe more to the old Doom Patrol than they do to the old X-Men. So I think it, it's a worthwhile thing to seek out. And, and I, don't I forget hope, Dead Man. Yeah. Oh well, yeah, Dead Man, which is also sort of a another yeah, unconventional that, yeah, DC character, not, yeah. n- not known yeah. for his good looks. Yeah, and, no, yeah. And Arnold Drake, you know, was part of that generation that I think got screwed by the comic book companies when, as they were getting older, said, "Hey, we want more benefits, we want more money," yeah. and and uh, DC kind of showed them the door. Bye bye. And yeah, and uh, it ush- it ended up ushering in the Denny O'Neils, the Neil Adams, and the new generation of guys. But Arnold Drake was a guy that really had a lot of interesting creative ideas based on, you know, concepts like the Doom Patrol, Dead Man, Stanley and his monster, yeah. Beast Boy. Oh, Stanley and his man's monster is a fantastic idea. You know, it's been <laughs> stolen a million times since then. So well. he's, and I got to see him in uh, San Diego, uh, his last panel that he was the moderator of, and he interviewed Luis Rodriguez, who had drawn uh, weird war tales and yeah. weird we- uh, western tales. And Arnold wrote a lot of those as well, and it was really cool seeing the two of them together discussing those books. He was such a uh, he was such a funny guy who he was somebody who understood where he sort of sat in popular culture and was willing to make fun of it. I think you know, like you'd see him do. He got up in front of people and would sing like silly songs and stuff. He understood where he was in culture, and I think he was just, he was a really funny, interesting person. He was one of the recipients of the Finger Award as well at uh, San Diego, one of the, you know, to recognize forgotten creators. Yeah, Bill Finger. That's Bill Finger, not the middle finger. Yes, well, and actually... (laughs) It kind of is the middle finger. Because you got the middle finger for a long time. Absolutely, or it was, you know, the last, you know, the last uh, revenge of of some of these creators that they were finally recognized. Did you mention it on our site, or did I read it somewhere else, that he had said somewhere in an interview that um, speaking about the the Grant Morrison Doom Patrol, uh, that he felt that Morrison had o- was really the only other writer that got. Yeah, I've read. What he I was didn't trying that, but he. Yeah. I had read that somewhere then that that he had well, said that. Well, you look Morrison at the history of the Doom Patrol, and you have your Arnold Drake stuff, and then it ends, and you have sporadically Doom Patrol stuff for years. That I think. Instead was almost of a caricature being, instead of, of being, instead of being the forefront, was pretty much copying X Men. And then you right. had Grant Morrison who started writing it who said, let's be weirder than the X-Men. And then Grant Morrison ended up writing X-Men. So, <laughs> I mean, right. that's sort of like, right. you know, like, that's sort of the history of it. So that's very understandable that why Arnold Drake would feel that way. Because Grant Morrison was the only writer for a very long time that understood that the Doom Patrol was supposed to be that team that is 
they're all ugly. They're all right. weird. They're they all, all literally cannot fit in with how anyone else's conception goes. Yeah, they yeah, re- yeah they truly are freaks and and in a psycholo- world of freaks. Yeah, is there and a, psychologically as well as physically and stuff, they're messed up. Is they there a, really a Doom Patrol uh, showcase? There's oh. a Doom Patrol archive. Archive. Yeah, and that's I right. Think I, I would not be surprised if someday they don't come out with a showcase. I would think, yeah, they may. This is the Grant Morrison trade sell fairly well. So. I'm fairly certain, too, a lot of Drake's stuff is in the uh, Tales of the Unexpected. Uh, or uh, ha- uh, one of the showcases right now. He does house of, He did a lot of House of Mystery House stuff, of Mystery, too. that's okay. what I mean. Yeah, yes. a lot of writing stuff. Okay, but I wouldn't so. be surprised if someday there isn't a, a, a show because showcase. They could fit a lot of his run because it wasn't that long that okay. Doom Patrol was out, his original. Well, I, I'd be rest, interested in yeah. seeing it for sure. Rest in peace, Arnold Drake. They, yes. uh, quickly, they, mm-hmm. they claim that, I'm sorry, but I just want to acknowledge it because it's a new product of Drake's that is coming mm-hmm. out, um, that Drake maybe wrote one of the first American mm-hmm. graphic novels and it's called It Rhymes with Lust, which kind of <laughs> points to some of the humor that Caters was just talking about. And I guess Dark Horse is going to be uh, releasing that later this month. So that's nice. All right. Well, Sal, cue up uh, Detroit Rock City. I would say I'd rather have Calling Dr. Love. That was they my call me Dr. Love. They call me. I'll put it all in there. We'll just do a melody. Med- melody? Medley? Medley. One or the other. Uh, IDW and Gene Simmons have announced that they are joining forces to bring us the Kiss Comics Group. So... And once I get in going... I'm sorry. It's Sal's version of the Irish accent. He can't stop now. Stop, stop, I like stop. the no, no, I like no. the Kiss band. <laughs> I've always been a Peter Chris fan myself. Peter Chris. What can I do? Why did you mention it? Why did I have to bring it up? See what you did? Uh, it's actually, I, I would... Uh, see what he did there? See, I would what, they, see what he did there, Tom? <laughs> oh, no, God, now Sal. I can't do an Irish accent any better than... with the reach around? I would implore people to go to aroundcomics.com and look this story up because it really gets in-depth and to Gene Simmons as a comic book fan, and this I had is quite the press release. I know I had no idea what a huge comic book fan he is. So it's it's a, it's a really well fun for story. those of you that may not know, you know the 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 the, the Marvel comic, the Kiss uh, comic that came out. They had printed that. They had put their own real blood, blood, real blood There's in real the ink. Kiss blood. Um, so I mean, it goes back to the seventies of of Kiss's connection with comics. Uh, to, you know. get, I mean, and they they are big comic book fans, absolutely, and. You know, even the uh, great connection of uh, Gene Simmons begging Mike Grell to let him be John Sable. Yeah, yeah, you know, absolutely. Like but does uh, do today's kids appreciate Kisses? <clears throat> I, I don't know. I, you know, I don't know. I don't who, know. Who buys comics? <clears throat> we do. Yeah, I guess we do. <laughs> yeah. Well, do, all right. Are there enough of us? That is the Kiss enough of us in the Kiss? Kiss nation sold out. Kiss this? sold out a lot of concerts Gene, in the Gene last Simmons five years. Will make right. us buy it. I uh, I think Gene's got a. I mean, and this house, these Gene Simmons House of Horror, sounds really mm-hmm. cool. It's a quor- uh, quarterly horror. Well, that's anthology. the interesting thing. These aren't like Kiss. You know, these aren't the Kiss. They're they are going to have the Kiss. You know, characters, the, the demon, Kiss comics group, but they're they're yeah. doing other comics too that are just you know under Zipper, the brand name, uh, a Stranger in a Strange <clears throat> Land, Tale Light No Other, uh, created I, I, by Gene Simmons. So and, Kiss uh, Santa Dominat- isn't going to be in there. I don't think that one's going to. But I did see the art. They, if you go to our site, you can see the artwork in this press release, the the preview art of the the covers of these books, and it looked really good. Tom I mean, it, it wasn't well, like. And I noticed that Tom Waltz, Children of the Graves uh, writer, uh, is uh, working on a lot of these things, and I know. 
Tom's a good writer, so the, that immediately makes me more interested mm-hmm. in uh, in some of these concepts. Because uh, especially this indie race of the galaxies, I'm all for more sci-fi comics and stuff like that. So that's cool. And we, and we shouldn't forget to mention that I mean, Kiss had the Psycho Circus stuff out of you know, uh, was it Image with uh, Angel? Uh, was an Angel uh, uh, the guy who did, did Spawn for years after McFarlane? Oh, Angel Medina? Medina. Yeah, did Medina do the artwork on on Kiss Psycho Circus? Sure, I think sure for a while. I mean, that's the thing. And, yeah. I, I think Kiss can attract great uh, creators to come and, and play in their playground and stuff. Sure. sure. I mean, you know, it doesn't hurt. So, so there you we'll, go. We'll keep you up to date on those and hopefully get a hold of some copies and let you know what we think. I'm looking forward to them. We'll check them out. All right. Um, two Can't and a half feet. Send them to us. <laughs> 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 well, we are hoping maybe to, you know, Chris, Chris's mission. I'm on a mission. I'm on a mission. He, he wants to, get to Ace Freely. Send the comics, will you? He wants to talk us to Dr. Gene Simmons. Oh, that's his that mission. Would Wouldn't that be awesome yeah. to talk that, to Gene Simmons? Am I going to have a repeat Terry Gross moment with Gene Simmons. Have you ever heard the, did you ever hear the uh, fresh air interview with uh, Gene Simmons where it got no. awkward? No. You should. Did she, was Terry Gross a huge Kiss fan? No, no but... Uh, <laughs> like I, said, I really Simmons, enjoyed... Well, he did music. what he did, and Terry Gross did what she did, and the end was sort of Abrupt and nasty? Well, it was predictable. Dean Simmons, welcome to Fresh Air. Thank you. Let's start with the makeup. Did you like being covered up on stage? Did it make you feel any less vulnerable or any less like Gene Simmons or your other names, Gene Klein or Chaim Weitz, which was your birth uh, name? Close, but no guitars. It's Chaim Witz. Oh, thanks. Okay. You said it, well, it, the name came out through Gentile mouth, so it didn't quite have the, the flavor. It came out bland. Well, it's, it's, it's not a Gentile mouth. Ooh. Maybe it's a discussion we can have. Yeah, okay. But let's not start something we're not going to finish. Right. How, how would you describe the pattern on your face? A banker's pattern. When you look at it, it says, boy, that guy's got a lot of money. You know why I'm pulling your leg? Because I can't touch it from where I am. I will contend, and you try to disprove it, that the most important thing is we know it on this planet and this plane is in fact money. You want me to prove it? Go ahead. The first thing you need besides air, which so far is free, and by the way, if you went scuba diving, you're paying for air. The other thing besides that is food. It's what we need to survive. I don't know what other tool I would use besides money to buy it. Although, as a woman, of course, you have the ability to sell your body then get the money, and then with that, get food. But ultimately, money is part of it. You, you, you so are weird. <laughs> well, let's cut to the chokes. chase. How, how, much, how much money do you have? <laughs> Gee, a lot more than NPR. Oh, I know. You're very defensive on money, aren't you? No, I'm not. I'm actually just trying to show you that there's a big world out there, and reading books is wonderful. I've certainly read, well, perhaps as many as you have, but there's a delusional kind of notion that runs rampant in... Wait, wait, can we just get something straight? Of course. I'm not here to prove that I'm smart. Not I'm not you. here to prove that you're not smart or that you don't read books not, or can't make a lot of money. This is not about you. You're being very defensive. Why are you doing that? <laughs> it's <laughs> contagious. Yeah. 
Now, let's get to the studded cod piece. Do you have a sense oh, of yeah. humor about that? I mean, does that seem no. funny to you? Or you? No, <laughs> it, holds in, it holds in my manhood. Otherwise, yes, right. it would be too much for you to take. <laughs> You'd have to put the book down and confront life. The notion is that if you want to welcome me with open arms, I'm afraid you're also going to have to welcome me with open legs. That's a really obnoxious thing to say. No, it's not. It's being, Why should I say something behind your back that I can't tell you to your face? Well, it's... It, 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 has it come to this? Is this the only way that you can talk to a woman to, to do that shtick? Let me ask you something. Why is it shtick when all, all women have ever wanted ever since we've crawled out of caves is why can't a man just tell me the truth and just speak to me plainly? So if I do that, you can't have it both ways. So you really have no sense of humor about this, do you? Oh, I'm laughing all the way. You know, oh, to the to... bank, right? Well, of course. <laughs> Don't I sound like a happy guy? Not really, to be honest with you. Um, just one more question before we wrap up. I would like I would like to think that the personality you've presented on our show today is a persona that you've affected as a member of KISS, something that you do on stage and before the microphone, but that mm -hmm. you're not nearly as obnoxious in the privacy of your own home or when you're having dinner with friends. Fair enough, and I'd like to and I'd like to think that the boring lady who's talking to me now is a lot sexier and more interesting than the one who's doing NPR, you know, studious and reserved. And I bet you're a lot of fun at a party. Well, we'll leave it at that. Gene Simmons, sure. thanks so much. I look forward to our meeting. <laughs> bye bye. All right, uh, two and a half years <laughs> ago, uh, Desperado Publishing announced their partnership with Image Comics, and uh, just last week they announced that they were moving on and that they will no longer be partnered with Image. So, um, good luck, Desperado, as they as they move on and uh, and publish their their own books. Uh, Once you come to your senses, that's right. <laughs> You've been out riding fences. I've been thinking about this. I, uh, Desperado. You know, I like Joe Pruitt. I, I got to spend a lot of time with him down at the FX show in Orlando. And, and they've got a really cool backlog of, of great, uh, caliber books. And I, I gave Sorry. you one of those, uh, in fact, the silencers. Wait, that, oh, they did Damn you, Tim. Yes, well, Caliber did, and Desperado has re You know who owns that copy of the silencers now? Yes, they do, actually. You told yeah. me. Say One Greg Rucka. Greg Rucka owns it. Gene Simmons. That man was. And he sold it to Satan for his soul. <laughs> no, but I, I, Desperado has some really neat projects coming out, and I think uh, also I'm sure the Brian Bolin art book is, is a nice little seller mm. for them. I oh, have it. So, you know, uh, oh. Negative Burn Signed. is an interesting anthology series, and, mm -hmm. you know, I, I, I wish it's them cool. well. Now I, you're naming you know, all these books that I know that Desperado know of that Desperado has a hand in. That's There's, awesome. you know, okay. Don McGregor has a, sa a new Sable, or a Sable, yeah. rather, in the uh, in the works. Really? Yes. For Desperado? Through Desperado, yes, sir. Interesting. And uh, Ron Mars well, maybe has they're, a, they, they Maybe they're doing the right thing. It's kind of they've, in that same kind of way that grown. Devils Do yeah. was, was hey, bubbling with all it. their stuff yeah. and everything. Yeah. So Looks I, like the kids have grown up. So. We wish Joe Pruitt all the luck in the world. The next story is Robert Kirkman comes to your house. With his psycho He's going to go to 500,000 houses in yeah. two days. And shake your hand. Give you a big old we we'll a wedding hug. that day. He's in Chicago, so I can't go see him. Uh, actually, uh, I'm going to go wedding? see him and shove him. Well, he is, him. Uh, Robert Kirkman is going to go <clears> to five, count them, five cities in two days for free comic book day. He's uh, He's <laughs> out promoting The Astounding Wolfman, which is his uh, new series coming out from Image, correct? Sure. 
It's, uh, it's the, <laughs> sure, the, sure. The, it the, is. No, the number one issue is a free comic book day offering, and he's going to be. I'm going to go to the, the graham crackers thing because that's really close to my office. Are you going to be working there on on Saturday? Um, on Saturday, May fifth. Mm-hmm. It's free yeah, comic book day. I might be. We're gonna it's be. We're gonna be. We're gonna be recording. That is the free comic book day, isn't it? Yeah. Job. May fifth. Oh, shit, I'll be here. Yeah. I'll, I, that said, uh, I won't be. We're, we're recording here, free comic book day. Yeah. Right. When the hell did we make that decision? We record here every free comic book day. We didn't day. last year. Yes, we, we were did. here yeah, Friday. It was our first, first recording one. here in the show. In oh, the store. Yes. Fuck. No wonder. No whammies. No whammies. So anyway, he will be. Mark, did you uh, order lots of those? All right. At uh, at uh, from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. So he starts on uh, on the fourth. Nobody's gonna come and see us. They're all gonna be going to see wow, fucking Robert Kirkman. Do you see this? He's like he's gonna be in Denver later that day. Ten hours later, after the New York appearance, he's gonna. I say we bum rush him. Midnight appearance in mm. in New York at Jim Hanley's Universe, and then uh, would you say uh, ten and hours later? Yeah, ten hours later he comes to Chicago to Grand Crackers. Mm-hmm. He's nuts. And then, and then six and hours then, later he's in Denver. And then he, yeah, how the hell? Well, I guess he's flying. He's and taking a midnight, teleporter machine that midnight, he created with the money he made. Yeah, he's a time slip. Time slip. Midnight on May fifth, going into the sixth from uh, twelve a.m. to two p.m. He's uh, going. Wait, is that right? Twelve a.m. No, he's that'll, really be next, that'll be the next. That'll be the next day. Out of the next book. day uh, at noon, he'll be in Los Angeles uh, <laughs> at Golden Apple. Five hundred thousand copies, but it's and free. <laughs> he'll finish up uh, from six thirty to nine thirty in San Francisco at uh, Comic Relief, the comic book store. Very cool. All right. Well, hey, you know, Robert, go for it, man, because I think it's going to be awesome. I love his creator-owned stuff, and I love the fact that because this type of shit is fun. Like, this is the type of stuff that, like, someone like me likes. Uh, As cynical as I am, I always enjoy it when someone is going to be obviously stupid and, like, whoring themselves out. Well, you know what it's about. I love when someone really, truly... Whores themselves out he's, over he's like just, a course He's of the just day. trying to get his frequent <laughs> flyer miles built up. Which I is know. Funny. I think I think it's great. I say I we run down there. I say we. If we're recording here anyway. We might as well run down there with a little mini recorder and maybe we'll and start there. We can, maybe we'll start uh, there and end up here. Record on the train and see if we can get a couple seconds with Robert. What's uh, what's kidnapping? What's, what's yeah? What's Throw him in the trunk of my Cadillac. Yeah. Ooh, that was so, so Mark. He'll yes, wake up at a comic you. shop. He people, won't in, nice. people in Denver will be wondering what the hell. Will we'll, we'll hold him? We'll hold him ransom. Sweet for That's all like the, the, the other three. Junior plan. <laughs> you know what happens though? He's he's, he's Frank Sinatra. I enjoy that. Part. I know you do. <laughs> all right, guys. Um, who yeah. wants more Avengers comics? I don't. Me do. Who wants okay. to pay three ninety nine? I don't want the ones that are out now. Uh, you guys, uh-huh. you guys remember Classic X Men? No. Yes. You don't remember classic I remember X-Men? I do. I do. West Coast. Oh, that's right. John, who's never read an X-Men I, yeah, book in his exactly life. Exactly, since 1968. See, I'm going to be yeah. honest about this story, about them reprinting the mm-hmm. Avengers books. Yeah. I'm sorry, but you can steal all of that off the internet <laughs> for free. Well, no one's going to pay like to point out, Yeah, I'd like to point out that there are some very affordable essentials that, yeah, that cover say, this ground. Don't, for don't, they, don't, they al- well. don't they already do this? Well, and yeah. the, sh- the shitty thing is, I'm happy for Oming, because Oming and Dwayne McDuffie are going to be writing these yeah. very cool backup stories, mm-hmm. and I have really wanted Mike to be drawing mainstream Marvel stories yeah. for a long time, and it's nice that they're finally giving him the opportunity, but frankly, I don't think this book is a win. I mean, I'm seeing positive responses to it uh, based on the announcement, and I think that's great. But, yeah, I hate to be cynical, but it's like 
the man, that's, that's a high that's price four, point. That is a high price point yes. for a book. Yes, that's that a its main selling point is yes. it being a reprint of something you can, if you're internet savvy, can steal, or you have an essential mm-hmm. for much cheaper. I think so, that's. I, I don't know. I I don't want to say X Men Classic that that model is outdated because I loved getting those. I, I loved but them I too, but it, it's different. The market has changed. Yeah, it then. has. Yeah. It might be outdated. When, when when the X-Men Classic or Classic X-Men came out, there were no essentials. There was no way to right. you know get comics digitally. Do they even have the Avengers on DVD now? Do they sell that? They do. It, it's in essentials. It's, oh, really? It's yeah. on, the, it's the on DVD. DVD. Yeah. You know, yeah, for so, 40 DVD bucks. Around. So I'm for you can four, get them so all as much until the end. As much as I like <laughs> Omen, just uh, yeah, <laughs> and I and I do like Omen. He's he's one of my one of my well, favorite. And Dwayne McDuffie's a great writer. Yeah. I mean, that's I'm a not good paying four dollars for a for, for a for a what a, a eight page backup story. Yeah. Forget it. Well, yeah, I I don't know. Maybe they'll be yeah. I, it's going to be interesting to see because I think I think this is going to be. It's going to be a weird reprint attempt because I think really honestly you can't get away anymore with this sort of reprint stuff like you could when you did classic X. The only way you can get away, away with it is if you do something like Civil War Initiative and don't tell people it's a reprint. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and frankly, that is the other thing, too. I really... Yeah, it, it seems that the more than $3 books that Marvel has put out lately... Uh, or over I, half I, stuff you bought the same week. Yeah, it's... <laughs> I don't know. It just doesn't seem to be worth the, the amount that... I they think maybe they should have... Sh- instead of Dwayne McDuffie and Oming, they should have put Bendis and Oming on it, and then at least Bendis's name is on it, and p- they know they'd sell yeah. at least 75,000 you, you know, copies. You know we're going to be completely wrong about this, and it will sell 80,000 Yeah, I'm sure it'll be copies. a huge hit, and that's great. More power to Marvel. It's just, you know... Chumps. <clears throat> anyway, <laughs> next story. All right, yeah, we're on that happy note. Uh, let's move on here. Uh, Sal, shop it around comics. Shop it around comics. We have our uh, cafe press store. You can buy around comics gear if you so choose. Oh, we have our uh, uh, Amazon store. You can buy all sorts of stuff. We uh, and we have uh, the Borders uh, coupon that you yeah. can uh, you can get Click a twenty percent off coupon. Click early. Click off and there go you to go. Local Borders. Absolutely. Um, hotline one eight 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 six five Gcast. Give us a call. Leave us a voicemail, and we'll probably play it on the show. Just like this. Eventually. Joey B. from Canada wanted to say hi to everyone at Around Comics. Hello. We feel for your loss up in Canada. Captain America was a great hero. Let us all rest our heads and bow them down for a moment of silence. We will miss you, Stephen Rogers. We'll miss you a lot. Uh, so that is uh, one view of our... How does he feel about a, the Guardian being a... a, a spoilers, I guess? Well, yeah, kind of, <laughs> the Guardian is a... Yeah, the guy that killed, <laughs> the all, guy that killed all the Canadians. Well, that's why it's Omega Flight, because it's, you know, yeah. Alpha Flight doesn't exist because of him. Really? Guardian killed all the other uh, Alpha well, Flight? the new Guardian. Yeah, read Re- 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 Civil War Initiative... Initiative uh, Five ninety nine preview wow. issue. In the first half, the part that's not books that came out that same week. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I avoid all the reprints and the Mark Silvestri. Well, here here's another view. We're we're obviously uh, Sa- uh, Sasquatch likes to turn into his character just for effect. That was <laughs> such a nineties <laughs> moment. <laughs> I almost just, just to well, like you know Tom. Oh, what? 
You don't know who I am? I'm Sasquatch! <laughs> no. What was that 90s comic that you talked about where the guy, like, you know, for oh, no it reason... it was Extreme Justice, where there was an issue of Extreme Justice where uh, Captain Adam smashed a table for no reason. <laughs> no reason. Like, they're having a conversation, and all of a sudden there's a panel where Captain Adam, like, punches a hole in the center of a table, and I remember reading it as a kid and being like, why did he get so mad? <laughs> It was that exact moment with Sasquatch. It's like, there's no reason why for him to be so turning angry? into Sasquatch now. Yeah, why is he so angry right now of all moments? Because <laughs> well, he's, moment. he's talking to the guy, and the, the guy's just very meek. And he's like, I don't want I, I I don't, to. I don't think I can do this. I don't. This <laughs> yeah, well, maybe this will change your mind. <laughs> shouldn't, he be, shouldn't he have gotten that pissed when he killed all his other teammates? <laughs> like, eight months ago? Wouldn't that have been the appropriate time? I Instead, think, yeah. Laid face Delayed. down in the snow. Yeah. Like, oh uh, god, this is damn hard. it, not again. Well, uh, well I tell you, here's uh, here's someone else that's uh, that's a little pissed and going a little Sasquatch. Random fan, what the fuck, Marvel? <laughs> Marvel's reason for this reply: Frank Castle as the new Captain America. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> what the fuck, Marvel? Frank Castle's... He's obviously uh, not, uh, he's not, not happy. Ca- Actually, you know, it's... Uh, okay. Let's I, get back to I will bet. I will bet anybody <laughs> $20 that we have not seen the last of Steve Rogers as Captain America. It's... It, he will be I will back. take that I'll, bet. I'll, okay, fine. I, will I bet, bet you twenty dollars that there will be an issue where Sasquatch turns into Sasquatch because... He doesn't get. Is like, he spilled his, his latte? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, you didn't make this half calf. Oh, I'm Sasquatch from the Canadian Alpha Flight team. Um, <laughs> I like the idea of Frank Castle running around as a faux Captain America. Yeah, I think it's entertaining. I, 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 I think I, it'll you know, be a I lot of fun. I mean, I don't think anyone temporary. else will actually believe he's Captain America, which makes it funnier because he's going to run around thinking he's doing Captain uh, America's <laughs> job, and everyone else is going to be like, "What the fuck's up with this guy?" <laughs> Yeah. It, it, it's, yeah. It'll work as Matt Fraction's Punisher. Definitely not Garth Ennis's Punisher. Well, yeah. And, well, uh, and also John Walker, I look forward to in, in Oming's Omega Flight uh, as uh, the U.S. agent kind of saying, you know, did you see in that uh, Daily Bugle supplement that came out this week? They had quotes from the U.S. agent going, well, I certainly would have gotten shot in the courthouse. It was such a Joe, Joe Frazier line of, about Muhammad Ali's passing kind of moment. It was great. Wouldn't have happened so, to me. Yeah, and I mean, I think that's setting up for a great asshole that looks like Cap that I think will be a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, it's like, hey, I think it'll be entertaining. I'll, as long I'll as he Frank doesn't get hurt by around. Sasquatch turning into Sasquatch constantly. <laughs> Every time something comes up. This is an extra cheese. <laughs> Alright, well, here is uh, here is our last hotline for the week. I want to thank everyone for, for calling the hotline. Keep them coming, guys. We love to hear them. So, here is uh, Chip. Hello, Round Comics. This Hello. is Chip from the forums. Hello, I just Chip. wanted to call and say that your coverage for uh, the New York Comic Con was really cool, and it's really getting me psyched up for uh, Chicago this oh, summer. Oh, we're not going. Uh, <laughs> sounds like it was a lot of fun, and I hope to have as much fun, or more so than I did last year, meeting everybody. It was a really good time. I'm looking forward to it this year. Uh, if you guys use this uh, for the Simon Oliver uh, interview, I just wanted to say to Simon that this, the Exterminators, is a really good book. I enjoy it very much. Uh, I know that sounds <laughs> really pat, but you know, I don't know what else to say about it. Uh, one question <laughs> I did have about it: uh, Did you know pretty much 
you know, what you were doing with uh, Salas the whole time when you came up with his character, because on the last episode that you were on, you mentioned that uh, you had done some traveling in, in uh, that part of the world, and I was wondering, you know, where when did that hit you, that you were just going to, you know, do that with uh, Salas? I, I thought it was a really interesting character twist, uh, and it says a lot about him. Uh, as a person and where he's at now. I, I thought it was really good, and I can't wait to see where uh, his character is going. So, anyways, uh, that's all I have to say. That's my question. Thanks a lot. Bye. I, know, I saw the deer hunter, and I wanted to go, Mark, sir. What? <laughs> We're not talking to Simon Oliver. We did. Well, Chris talked to Simon Oliver. Yes. Right? Uh, well, sorry, sure so, sorry, Chip. Um, a little too late. I actually talked to uh, to Simon last night, which was Thursday. Uh, Sal, I... We don't have a schedule. Ne- we'll, we'll get it out soon. It's magic. Uh, the the interview will be out soon. But I will answer for Simon because he's not here to answer that question. It hit <laughs> it hit him when he was on the crapper. Buy two night. copies of Extended <laughs> Watch. But all of a sudden, the he hit his head on the sink and he thought, uh, "Yeah, I remember it well, Marty." Oh, Marty! Oh. <laughs> Yeah, I remember and well, Simon was a lot of fun to, uh, to talk with, so uh, hopefully you guys... I wish uh, I would have been able to enjoy it. But we'll have Simon on again. Chris, Chris decided. Yeah, we'll talk to him again Well, today, if yeah. someone had remembered their power cord last week... Oh, we all you got to bring that up. You got to bring that up. the Crankcast uh, compound. You got to bring that up. to us. We did. All, right. huh? all because we messed up. It's okay. Yeah, good times. We fell off that week. So once again, thanks for thanks for the hotline calls this week. Fuck you, Keep them coming. That'll take care of our mid-show announcements. That means it is time for Top of the Stack. Top, top of the stack. Stack, 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 stack. That's right. It's time for Top of the Stack. Our chance to let you, the listener, know what we, the panel, have been reading for the last week. Snagglepuss, what you got for us? <laughs> Snagglepuss. My pick of the week is finally, I'm going to pick 52. I've wanted to pick this You've showed so times. much restraint. I uh, And, uh, Finally, I've decided to pick 52. And the reason why is not only because of this issue. This issue, number 45, which features Black Adam heavily, is an incredible payoff to the Black Adam story, but also just... I don't think I've even picked 52 yet, which is funny, because I've loved 52, and it's one of the most consistent reads I've had week to week. And if you want to talk about a story going from point A to point Z and paying off the whole way... This book has been amazing about doing that, and this issue is not an exception to that. As you get closer to the end, they just keep paying off what you've been doing, what you've been reading. Like, I've invested so much time and money into 52, and I'm not disappointed because I feel like the money I put in, I'm getting a return on it. I'm getting a great story. I'm getting a payoff to the, this whole Black Adam story. To me, is such a a wonderful DC story because a lot of the criticism often against DC characters is they're sort of these very clean like characters who are Superman's this great character who does what he does out of like the goodness of his own heart. Black Black Adam is this sort of he's this weird sort of marvelized character who somehow Jeff John snuck into the DC universe where he's this character who his history is very dark, and he's had horrible things happen. He's had his family killed because of following the wisdom of the gods, you know. And that's also the other beautiful part of the story is the part of, like, how characters like Captain Marvel and how Black Adam, they get these powers from the gods, but it doesn't 
keep them from having bad things happen to them. Mm-hmm. You know, like it doesn't protect them from making mistakes. And yeah. It doesn't protect them from having horrible things happen. And I think that's such a, a a great thing to see happen to these characters. You know, like you you won't you won't ever see Superman have his whole family. You know wiped out. Right. You know, that'll never happen. Because that's Superman's not that type of character. But you see Black Adam's character, he's put through the ringer because <coughs> it's allowed. Because he's this character, it's okay to fuck with him. And then that makes, makes him interesting. So makes interesting him. Because you see him, he's so tragic because he wants so bad to be a good person. But it's like the universe is aligned against him. And every time he gets a chance to redeem himself, it's like this moment where you see this horrible thing happen to him, and you can understand why he acts the way he does. You can understand why Black Adam does what he does, because if it happened to you, you would do the exact same thing. Yep. And that's what makes him so unique in the DC universe compared to other characters that maybe have a more altruistic... You know, well, yeah, I mean, as much as Superman, you know, it, you know, Clark Kent is very much like us, and Superman is very much like we all sort of wish we could be at times... You know, Black Adam is much more of a closer reflection of yeah. who we very, truly are. Very, are and very what we would do if we had yeah. the power to really strike very back. Very few people have their lives line up <coughs> like Clark Kent. And I think yeah, it's really you know, interesting like, that they've kept, um, you know, the relationship with him and Captain Marvel where you see the, you know, two sides of it. You know, it's yeah. like Marvel, everything seems to go, you know, it's it's a much cleaner and happier and lighter. Everything seems to go okay for him. For Marvel and the yeah. Marvel family, and everything seems to go wrong for 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 Black Adam. I, I have to say, Black Adam has become one of my favorite characters in the DC universe over the last couple of years because of exactly what you're saying. You know how they've used him and how interesting of a character he he became. You know from you know the, the JLA book and and what the, or just JSA what they were doing in that and and how. Gray, his character was. Like, you know, he's not was, a bad character because he's a Namor. Mm-hmm. Because in that, uh, in the Black Rain storyline, where you have that scene yep. where he liberates that factory filled with kids who are slaves working, mm-hmm. and he says to Adam Smasher, "Is this wrong? What we're doing?" And that's one of the only times in books, in a comic book, where you're supposed to understand a character being as gray and really reading it and being like. How can you disagree with Black Adam? Right. And he says that. Like, how can you disagree with him saying, this is wrong, we're fixing this, and the JSA is weak for not doing this. For this not is, doing yeah, more. Yeah. No, it's it's a great parable for a lot of what happens is happening now in the Middle East and in, yeah. in the U.S.'s intervention, and Black Adam is a very tragic character, and the best villains are characters that you can appreciate their motivation and really step back and say, yeah, he's the bad guy, but I understand why, and that makes him even more compelling, and you f- just feel more empathy for them when they do fail. And, and no, I think, I think Black Adam is a, is a great character like that, that on, on, such, on days he will be an important ally to the heroes, and on other days he's going to be the worst He's such an amazing character because when you think about it, he... In the golden age of Captain Marvel, yep. appeared in exactly one story, <laughs> and died at the end of his story. And died at the story. end of the first story. And people have brought him back because they saw something in Black Adam that was an interesting contrast well, I, to yeah, Captain Marvel. For me, I mean, it, you know, the interesting thing is that, you know, what they've been able to do with that character and what it's made me feel. It's like <clears throat> I knew from the beginning that it was never going to end well. For that yeah, character, you know that. Happy ending. <clears throat> but even, but yeah, even so, ending. I bought into the whole story of him trying to redeem himself and trying. You know, and it's like, okay, I even, you know, it's like, oh, I accepted that. 
you know, yeah. even knowing somewhere that it wasn't going to end that way. And that's the beauty of this story is that <clears throat> somehow within the course of a year, they've put Osiris and Isis have been characters that you feel like you've known forever. Mm-hmm. That you feel like they're such a But you part. still don't know what they're going to do. Yeah. Whereas like a character like Superman, you know ultimately how it's how any story is going to end up with Superman. Yeah. You know what I mean? With Black Adam, you're not sure which way it's going to go, even though you kind of do know... But there's still that in, you know that that element of not he's he's come through at very crucial times and been a hero yeah and he has turned on the heroes and been <clears> their <throat> worst mistake and nightmare and why did we I think hook up with this to guy to me just to finish up the the 52 week 45 discussion to me when I when I say that Jeff Johns is one of my favorite writers one of my examples to me is like what he's done with Black Adam no question has been mm-hmm. just amazing how he's introduced this character who's such a great character into a universe that is so easy to... Didn't Isn't that really kind of what what made his work with the rogues so good in, yeah. in, in Flash? Is that, well, you know, sure. you make Cap- Captain Cold's a bad guy, but Captain Cold's a bad guy who won't kill people. Or, right, or Heat, Heat Wave. Wave is a bad guy, but he's a bad guy because he's, he's, a, pyromaniac. he's a pyromaniac, and this is how he fits into the, his world. And that's he, what he and does. He's try- and he's trying to redeem himself. And Jesse James and you know, the trickster yeah. and... Uh, but he, he doesn't do it. He doesn't. To redeem he, he didn't do it in the same sort of rehashed postmodern no. way that right. you saw after, like, you know, Watchmen. After Watchmen came out, you saw so much of that postmodern examina- examination of characters and why they do the things they do. But it became sort of you know rehashed, yeah. and it wasn't very well, done. I it mean, wasn't done very well. Where he does it in a different way, where that he explains these characters. It's not necessarily you know. Putting them under a microscope and saying well, they yeah. do this because they're human. Well, yeah, one of my favorite <clears throat> single issues, and I'll stop talking after this. But um, one of my favorite single issues is Flash 182, which is the Captain Cold profile, because it's this huge issue about just like what a fucked up life Captain Cold had and why he ended up the way he did. And at the end, you feel really bad for him because you realize that he's someone who has like real emotions. And, like, he's had everything else in his life destroyed. And he doesn't want to hurt anyone. He just wants more for himself. Mm -hmm. Because he feels he deserves it. You know, and I think Jeff Johns is a a great villain writer. I think that maybe... That's because he's evil. (laughs) (laughs) evil. Truly evil, I mean. No, you know, he's he's one of the guys leading things for the DC Universe. And I think 52, as you say, Tom, it's paying off with every issue as we go into the last seven and uh, I, I congratulate DC because I, I find it hard to fuck this thing up at this point because uh, as opposed to, you know, these seven chapters really are, you know, it's, it's near enough into the end of the story where I think you can see where things are going. And so far it's just been fantastic. Yeah. And I, I expect it to finish They feel nicely. like they're going to be more of a payoff than they are going to, you know, any chance of I think so. And I, and I think they're going to live up to the hype that they said in terms of, no, this is a complete I, story. I, I think it, there's going to be at the end. Yeah. And I and you know I even though we have countdown coming, and, and that's World a different. War III that's a new well. story. That's a new story. And 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 again, actually, World War Three is going to tie into Black Adam's story, so we'll see where yeah. it goes. But I well. I have faith in what they've been doing so far, and this was a perfect example. Yep. All right, uh, Sal, what's your top? Of well, I don't know that I can uh, I can quite illustrate you know my feelings uh, like Tom did so oh, eloquently, your but book is <clears> fantastic. Uh, I, I got I got uh, uh, Hip Flask Concrete Jungle the hardcover uh, volume one I guess volume uh, two well it says volume two but 
As I Tom have and the I, prints of those, and it's it's confusing. It is confusing. <laughs> it, 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 I don't yeah, know. This at least puts them in a proper order for you, story-wise. Well, this is uh, the big, the I big, think? the big Sorta. here and the long now, volume one, concrete jungle. But it says volume. Two but it says volume two on the spine, so I'm not sure what the ordering you is. Know, um, but regardless, if you have questions about that, go to the uh, trade ba- trade paperback list on the Millar website. Mm-hmm. Oh really? Uh, yeah, they have an Millar World. Break. Yeah, Millar World. They have an Dot excellent net. trade paperback. Oh okay. Uh, well, so I'll have to do that. Oh, and so, also uh, yeah, Richard Starkins now has a forum at uh, Image Comics. Yeah, he does. So they're um, asking. If you want to look it up, if you want to look up to make sure you don't buy double of whatever you have, but regardless. Go on. Uh, it's by Richard Starkings and uh, and uh, uh, Casey and, and Landron, um, and this is one of the just most beautiful hardcover collections of a monthly comic. Uh, I had just the hardcover. It was thirty bucks. It's no, it's not it's, cheap, but it looks great. Oversized, <laughs> but it's it oversized. It, it's it's oversized, and it, it I. I think it was worth every every single penny. I hadn't read these issues before. I've yeah. been reading the new Elephant Man series that's mm-hmm. out. <clears throat> I had never really he- read Hip Flash before, but after reading Elephant Man uh, and I saw this in Diamond, I, I knew I had to have it, and I was really glad that I did. <clears throat> Landron's art in it is absolutely fantastic. Tom and I, we were talking about this <clears throat> earlier. He has this sort of style. It's not a super heavy rendered. You know, there's there's plenty of detail in there, but he leaves enough out of it for your own imagination yeah. and and it, there's enough space in all of the the work that it yeah. really gives you the ability to to look further into it and over when it's blown up in an oversized you know with this kind of art you weren't really sure what you would like were a, get it's like a slightly more detailed on a, like an inch to inch basis than quietly i think yeah like okay. there's sort of a mm-hmm. there's sort of a layout scheme similar to quietly where he leaves a lot he lets you look at everything, but I think uh, uh, Ladron puts a little bit more detail probably on the inch-to-inch basis than I think Quietly does. But I think, I mean, it's an absolutely beautiful book to look at. And, you know, the, the story, once again, you know, it, it, it is about these creatures that have been, you know, Genetic genetically offer. engineered to be machines or, or fighting machines, war machines, and who are now trying to live their lives in a society that doesn't want them. Um, there's a lot of analogies there. There's a lot of you know different things you can tie it into, and I'm not going to even attempt to do that. I'll let you do that for yourself. But suffice it to say, it it, it not only is it a beautifully looking book, but the the stories are fantastic and can be read over and over again. And you can get a lot out of them by reading them. They're not they're not super dense. I mean, there's not a ton of dialogue in these stories. There's the the plots are. Simple enough, yet they're not dumbed down in any way. They they have no problem. Starkings has no problem dropping you into in the middle of a story and yeah. make, and letting you figure it out, which is part of the beauty yeah. of it. Um, this has become, like I said, from the 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 new series that's come out, I've really gotten turned on to the whole Elephant Men universe, and this has become one of my favorite books on a monthly basis. The hardcover is just absolutely gorgeous, and uh, and I highly recommend it. So. That and uh, Exterminators were my two favorite books of 2006. I bet that year in wrap up. I bet that uh, <coughs> Elephant Man does quite well in the European market, and that uh, oversized collection looks very much like a European album. And I bet I mean, yeah, that's going to sell like, really well. He's flipping through the book, and I'm just looking at a page, and I'm looking at a page like this page right here, where there's a uh, there's a rhinoceros man putting on a suit, and 
it's amazing because you see stuff and I don't want to I don't want to compare this negatively to other artists but you um, you know you see something like Moon Knight with um, David Finch David Finch and Finch maybe has a tendency to be over rendering and he has what I think a lot of people can would assume to be detail but then you look at something in this book and all of a sudden you see a different type of detail mm -hmm. which isn't so heavy and it's almost it leaves you more it's room more, to see <clears throat> what's going on it's more it 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 helps build the world more so this is a science fiction yeah. type of story it's right. very heavily you know it's very blade runner ish yeah. did you guys and, and landrin's art in it like you said it's not it's not a super heavily rendered style but there's so much detail in the backgrounds and it all builds to really creating this universe that is believable and you're immersed in when you're done reading it that you know I, the layouts i think <clears throat> too also are an incredible part of it like how uh, a page is laid out in that book and and how he paces it from you know depending on what story he's telling yeah. in it because there's multiple storylines that are run through this book but you can tell you know you can see where you know you, when you're in the city say it's very tightly you know packed the 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 frames the panels are you know have a lot more detail than in some other places where it's wide open and you mm -hmm. see you know panels that are just what's well, that sparseness <clears throat> that is important to the story at that point and and he uses it very well he uses it you know uh, shows to, a lot of really isolation the through the through this you know yeah absolutely and because um, that's what that book is really about it's about isolation in the way I look at it and in a lot of the characters they are you know they are islands unto themselves as and yeah I, well like I said I think there's a lot of different things you can draw <clears throat> out of it and mm -hmm. and I don't want to get into it too much only because I think that's you know part of the beauty of the book is that you can draw what there's you want. There's a lot want. going on. Yeah. yeah, there is. There, there's a lot going on, and and um, it's it's not a typical comic book story. I mean, there's you know there's yeah there's a lot of comic books out there that are very similar to the to other comic books. This one, I don't know of another book that's out that's the, really anything the like the it. The closest thing, <clears throat> and it's been a long time since I read it, was uh, uh, the Techno Priest by um, uh, yep. Jodorowsky. Yes, and I and I'll throw a Chicago creator in there as well. Kurt Mitchell has a book called Oxblood that has a, a futuristic. Uh, there are there are animals that are bred to be gladiators, mm. and it, and it has that kind of feel. You to know it what as it well. reminds but me? Yeah, of? I agree with the Techno Priest. Comparison. It reminds me of. And I, I described this to my brother, because I think my brother would love this, was when we were kids, we got the first telephone book of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Mm -hmm. It was like, what if you got a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles book where you got all the stuff that happened in between the fighting? Like, what <laughs> yeah. was it like to be this thing? And well, let's say they didn't live in the sewer. Let's say you were just like <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles above the city right. and in between the fighting. Because there's You know, it's funny, in looking it. at some of this art now, and you mentioned yeah. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, there's, some there's actually there. some similarities yeah. to that. It's like that, the, and Jeff Darrow, yeah, too. There's yeah. some Jeff Darrow. Actually, yeah, definitely in some there. Darrow in there. Um, not nearly as detailed as Darrow's stuff, but, but certainly there's panels that are like that. Well, I, I, just, I described it uh, at the end of the year as probably the closest thing I've read to a perfect comic in a long time well, as far as yeah. art and, and production. Art, production, well, and, and story. And story, yeah, but I was gonna, I was just going to point out too, Richard Starkings, I mean, the comic craft, the guy behind comic craft. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a good product. Out yeah, there, there's... The guy knows what that he's was, doing. That was the one <laughs> the thing. The guy knows what he's two, doing. Two things on just the quality. I mean, it's 30 bucks, but... Worth every penny. The, the quality of the printing of this thing, the 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 cover itself is extremely. This is you know a lot of the hard covers that come out aren't quite of this quality. This is more like um, it reminded me very much of almost like a children's book. 
Yeah. Like a big oversized kids book that's super heavy duty so that, you know, kids are hanging around. Yeah. The paper on it, I actually, when I was reading it, thankfully they numbered all the pages because I kept thinking that I was flipping through three pages because it's so thick. That's The cool. paper is so thick, I kept literally going, wait a minute. That there's a, an 80-pound cover stock. Don't bend there. it. I'm sorry. Overbiter. Um, but they ha- it's like a nice meeting be- between your really shiny paper and your sort of vertigo... Like, yeah, it it doesn't have that it's over... It's got the thickness, but it's also got a little bit of gloss. <laughs> it's extre- It's just a great, I mean, yeah. gorgeous, gorgeous hardcover. So. Well, John, <laughs> sir, did you have something you liked this week? Or? Why, why, yes, Tom, I did. <laughs> Thank you for asking. Thanks for well, moving. let's skip on. Um, uh, Chris. No, John, 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 what did you like? What's that? You... Oh, Son sure. of a bitch. well, I I really enjoyed uh, Punisher War Journal. How much number have five. you drank tonight? Eh, and uh, I I am really pleased with this series. I mean, you know, Matt Fraction is is a favorite of this tables, and I and I know that, so I'm not I'm, I'm preaching to the choir when I say this. But Hallelujah. when I first when I first heard about the Punisher War Journal book, I'm like, do I really? I love the the Max Punisher series so sure. much, and and it's so great. And the Punisher absolutely works in the Marvel universe, but do we need a Punisher book? I'm like. Uh, is he better off as a villain? Right, exactly. Haven't we told enough? Yeah, haven't we told enough Punisher stories? Because yeah. yeah, my God, the nineties. I, I mean, uh, after that surge in the eighties, yeah. the nineties killed the Punisher with too much Punisher right. product. I'm having your face constantly with yeah. the Punisher all the time. Yeah, and everybody and, and, and quality writers and artists working on the they Punisher. They were teabagging us with the Punisher. Really, you go in the quarter bins and you go in the trade, the old trade bins, and there are. Tons yeah. of graphic yeah. novels yeah. and and everything collecting the Punisher. Well, this story is a this series is a great series so far, and this one shot and it's so nice to see another yeah. eloquent one shot in this era of multi you know issue arcs. I I'm starting to see a trend and I'm liking it. Yeah, this was this was just a great standoff between um and I forget the, Bushwhacker. It? Bushwhacker, thank yeah. you. One of my Ian. favorite characters from the nineties. Yeah, and it, I mean it really put him in this great place. And Ian, this this. Beat cop with yes, yeah. this, this very interesting background. Uh, we'll just call him a beat cop. I and, and it was a very interesting, you know, <laughs> singular story. Uh, him, you know, in a standoff, and really the Punisher is kind of only gets a cameo at the end of this story, and it it helps support, uh, it helps bring out more of uh, Bridge, uh, this character that uh, Matt Fraction has placed in the series. Well, I don't know I if Bridge is an old. Uh, character or not. Bridge, yeah. Well, yeah. No, from the s- cable six pack. Well, there you go. Yeah. See, I mean, and again, it's the X-World that I, I think, am completely ignorant of. But I think it's also, what I really like about Punisher War Journal that's really interesting is that you see this part of the Marvel Universe, I think, gets neglected a bit. And it's it's framed around the fact that it's a Punisher book. But you don't need the Punisher. Because I think, as we were saying, when you had the Punisher glut in the 90s, Every single page was about the Punisher and about how badass the Punisher was. He was Everything punishing. was about the Punisher right. being in your face constantly. Yes. But you can have a Punisher book where you frame <laughs> a story about the Punisher's universe, but you don't need the Punisher to be stabbing you, like, constantly. Right. You don't Blowing you up yeah. with a grenade gun. Well, you there know, is yeah. room for that. There is room sure. for that in the Max Universe, but there's also room for a story where the Punisher shows up at the end and he's still mm-hmm. it's still his book. But you don't need to have the Punisher. Well, or the great, the great yeah. stories that are where you talk about a character and then mm-hmm. he finally enters in the final. Yeah, there's, exactly. there's, and there's, there's, that there's kind one of right behind situation. you. I think one that got really looked over by a lot of people. Gotham Central was a Bat Family book. 
where and Batman barely was in it. He'd show up maybe once an issue, not once, even once, once an, an issue. Arc, I'd say once, once an, an arc. arc yeah, yeah, once an some arc. Arcs not at all. But I consider that very much a Batman, yeah. you know, family book. It takes place yeah. in that universe. Yeah, that character, is, what that character yeah. does, influences what happens. In and the that book. was a perfect example of we don't need another Batman book, you know. But yeah, but you go know, ahead. It's go. all in the execution. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you know, I think you have a, a certain group of people that say, "Well, I'm paying for a Punisher book. I want to see the Punisher," and. That character specifically, it's like, you know, I, that was like the Punisher movie, that the 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 most recent one with Thomas Jane. It's like, yeah, it, you know, I thought it was okay, but the biggest problem with, with it was he didn't kill enough people, you know. And it's like, if he's if you're gonna make a movie about the Punisher, shouldn't it be about him punishing criminals? And that I think is sort of the same thing. Why you don't see these kind of stories as much as maybe we would like is because. If you're going to spend three bucks on a Punisher book, I want to see the Punisher blowing the shit out of people. With the other thing in mind is that not, you know, with this with this arc as short as it is, or with this um, series as short, it's only what five, fifth it's issue. The fifth huh? issue, yeah. You can do that. Whereas if you had a book that was going on for twenty five issues already, and now you're thinking about well, this you know issue number twenty seven may be the first Punisher book that somebody picks up. If I had never read a Punisher book before, and I pick up issue number five, but you know what's funny? Would I pick up issue number six? But you know what would I? You know what I mean? Well, I don't it, know. It That's depends. A, what, it depends <clears throat> what your expectation was, because I understand from a Punisher standpoint. But I will say, and we all know, I'm a huge crime fan. This was a great one issue crime story. Well, don't get me wrong. I, I like it a lot. It was handled so really, really well. What I enjoy about what uh, Fraction's done with this book is since it's escaped the sort of civil war thing that's going on, issue four and issue five, what I love about it is is the fact that a Punisher book in the Marvel Universe is a book about criminals. And it's a book about the Punisher hunting down criminals. So you can either take it from the point of view of being the Punisher is the star and he hunts down B-list criminals, but let's face it, those are the only criminals he's going to be allowed to kill. That'll be able to take it out. But yeah. you know what? Let's twist it around. Let's twist it around and let's say... Let's make this book is really a star about your B-list criminals, and then you have the Punisher show up at the end as a part right. of it. You know, because that's a framing device. Let's yeah, I agree let's with say that. that like, who does the Punisher kill? The Punisher kills characters that no one wants to write about. To be <laughs> honest, you know, like that's what oh, yeah. happens. So what do you do? You make a story about these characters who it's okay to kill, and then you make them look awesome, and then you have the Punisher show up at the end and blow up what they're doing. <laughs> and I think it's I think it's such a great idea to be like let's let it's a it is a villain book because let's face it a Marvel universe Punisher book is about the villains because we've yeah. seen every Punisher. Story well, that's yeah. ever been. Too, yeah. is the, the level of realism, despite it being a Marvel Universe yeah. book, that Fraction is able to put in this series so far. Because that is what I liked about the NS Punisher, was its level of realism. And I'm happy to say that, you know, and you put the Marvel Knights tag on there, and it's like, oh, you know, we're, we're not kidding around. It's still going to be the Punisher. Well, they're living up to the hype. I mean, they're, they are delivering, oh, and it's absolutely yeah. a... It, it works. It works on a, a, a max level in a different way than the NS book. And it really could have been a Max book in a lot of ways. There, there isn't that much. Uh, I mean, I guess Matt, you know, in Ennis's stories, he's able to show nudity. He's able to go swear a little bit further with violence yeah. and swear. But outside of that, this is a hardcore book. This is an adult book, and it's an adult de- depiction of the Punisher in it's the Marvel awesome. Universe. Shield can be there. I mean, that's the thing. He's got access to all the toys mm-hmm. without being beholden. And it's funny. To it's so funny too. That's yes. a beautiful thing. Oh yeah. So no, it's got it's got tons of fraction humor. It's. 
it's great. I'm very pleased for Matt, and uh, it, I have no doubt that as much as Bru- it's going to be Brubaker's year with everything that's going on with Captain America, and I think Matt's right behind him in terms of another I have great to say, fight for Marvel. Yeah. Matt, uh, the Interpol reference might be a bit dated. Made me laugh. In about six months. <laughs> Turn off the bright lights. I like that song, but you got to start thinking about the trade, man. That's, That's true. <laughs> That's true. Actually, and I bonded over Drew Friedman, so I'm happy. Hey, you know. I, I got Charlie I got Charlie Varick off of Netflix. At a boy at my house hey, right now. Awesome. Dude, I swear to God. I Walter, have no idea. Chuck, All right, guys. This is turning into. Because this is a good recommendation uh. for a buy for our listeners as well. Walter Matthau in the 70s made a series of crime films. Matt Fraction and I are huge fans of a lot of them, as is Brubaker and a lot of these other guys. And Charlie Varick is a great example of that. I got the back of criminal. Chris, yes. what's your top of the Ch- stack? Ch- Ch- Charlie Look Varick. Tom, moving the, the chains. Moving the chains. Moving the chains. Moving the chains, Tom. First down. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's sort of like a two-step forward, one-step back thing with yeah, you. Yeah, because I <laughs> always like, push it along, and then I draw us back into a conversation. This is how I roll. About I need you, in, I need you to, like, make my influence it's Common go. knowledge for crying out loud. It's my Walter Matthau imitation. I've never seen you quite as Bitch. active. In a I show, feel, I feel you like feel the last like couple shows I haven't exerted my influence enough. You enough, need to get so the Tom Kim like, yeah. hand out. out there strong. All right, yeah. I like it. I Show need it. You keep that up, Tom. Yeah. I need I need help. The on more this you side do, the, the less I have to. <laughs> All right, uh, uh, Buffy fans uh, and comic, bu- Buffy comic book fans uh, have been waiting for quite a while since the announcement of Buffy the Vampire Slayer season eight. Was it coming to TV? Oh no. Oh no, comic fans! It was coming to comic books. Print is on good thing. And, uh, and yeah, <laughs> it's, it debuted this past week, and I had pretty high expectations. It wasn't expensive; it was two ninety nine, um, and a great looking book. Yeah, I, I had very high expectations on this book, and it um, on a scale of one to ten, it, it was a, a good solid eight. It delivered well, everything. Higher than that, but it, well, it delivered everything that I wanted it to. And was extremely solid continuation of the series and a a, a great intro into what they're going to do in the season eight. We'll see where they're going to go with stuff, but yeah, I, I was I was very happy. First of all, I want to make a, a special note the uh, the cover by uh, Ju Chen, one of the one of the prettiest comic book covers I've seen in ages. It Buffy is, looks good. Sarah Michelle Gellar would be very happy to look they, they could They uh, could sell the original art to this what? to some rich Buffy the Vampire Slayer fan for buku dollar because oh, it yeah. is an awesome cover. Seems um, like a misnomer. But once again, it, it, uh, and, and John, I know that you're a fan of this, so we can kind of uh, chit-chat about it. It picks up right. Um, not right at the end. Uh, I'm also seven. a huge fan, Chris. Are you a huge fan, Tom? <laughs> no, I just... I've, I've felt slighted by saying... <laughs> Hey, John, let's well, have a conversation. Sorry, you and I were about to bond over Charlie Varick until you put the brakes <laughs> on, so now I'll bond with him with Buffy. I'd Everyone I'd say, kill Charlie Varick, as it's in Australia. I'd say it picks <laughs> up uh, within, within. well, I, I guess since most of the, now I'm getting geeky, most of the Buffy TV shows would take like that real break over summer, right. and it was all school years. And so I'm assuming that this is about three months after the conclusion of season seven. Oh, no, I think you have to continue with the uh, story of uh, Angel in season five. Oh, okay. okay. And which they allude to in in the very issue as well when they when they talk about the various Buffy's. Okay, so after so that was after. late in season five uh-huh. of Angel, and after uh, Angel encountered Andrew and the army of Slayers that uh, he that uh, he had under his okay. uh, reign. 
but I, I agree with you. It it definitely picks up the story, and you'll certainly know where right. the story is. And you know, and even if you if you weren't an Angel fan, which I'm sure that everyone who was a Buffy fan was also an Angel fan, so you'll you'll know where you are. The characters are great because it's Joss Whedon writing it. I mean, and it's they're, they're they're completely consistent. It is it is the voice. It is the true voice mm-hmm. of all the characters. It's his dialogue. And and yeah, and I mean, I liked a lot of the Dark Horse project. I was more of a fan of the Tales of the Slayers mm-hmm. because I always felt there was. In that typical way, when when a comic company has a licensed property, they there's sometimes there's just something missing when they would translate to comic books. It is nice to see that in this case, there's no issue because it is Joss Whedon writing a Buffy story, and that's exactly what everybody wants. And if nobody wants to make the the TV movies that these guys all are desperately trying to make, I have no problem with the story continuing in this fashion. And Xander is Xander, Buffy is Buffy, uh, Dawn, Dawn is Dawn. Is Dawn very you know, much the, the, kind of. The, the few, yeah, <laughs> She's yeah, with, changed a little bit. With the little Dawn's, Dawn's grown up. And and a wonderful way to uh, end the first chapter, alluding to who the big bad is for this particular story. Which we'll say, I think there's a little sleight of hand going on there. I, I think that the real big bad may not have been revealed. Um, one, of the, one of the things I, I do like about the book is that they're going to be able to do things in the comic that they're that they weren't able to do in most of the TV series. They're going to be you know to, they're going to be more bigger budget, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're right. No, yeah. this would be this would make a great Buffy movie. Yeah, and 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 it's nice. And you're, you're really t- they're taking advantage of it. You're getting a very mm-hmm. global view. Of the Buffyverse, I think, in this, if I can mix my metaphors. Sure, this uh, takes place in in England, so they're already, you know, out of out of California. You know, Sunnydale's. Yep. Well, it consistent with Angel too. I mean, that's mm-hmm. the thing. The way things were left in Angel, as far as we knew, Buffy was running an army of slayers, and uh, you, you get a very vi- big vibe. Like there's that. a, 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 there's a shield. There's what a shield? great shield reference. In what this. do you mean by Buffy? <laughs> Well, I don't mean Jody and Mr. French from Family Affair. Let's go back. No, it's great. I <laughs> fell into a time slip, and I understood that. <laughs> it's a, it's a great it's a great continuation of the series, and and I think everyone will be pleased. And mm-hmm. the great news is, you know, beyond Joss's arc, you got Drew Goddard and, mm-hmm. and Jane Epperson and and Godard and and uh, <laughs> and also. What's his face? Uh, Jeff Loeb is going to even uh, come on and stuff. Who? And, and uh, issue six through nine, uh, some guy named uh, Brian K. Vaughn is going to be right. Oh, I didn't Hack. know that. Yep. Oh, is he doing the immediate uh, follow-up? Uh, issues, issues six through nine. That's I, cool, because I, I know the first, the first five or six were mm-hmm. going to be guys. And I believe that's, uh, it's going to be a faith story. Huh. So. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah, that'll take care of uh, Top of the Stack. Um, <laughs> Sal, who are our frappers this week? Juan Marquez from Chicago, Illinois. He said, love the show. Thank you, Juan. Uh, you probably don't talk like Jesus. that. but Probably not. Um, oh, come and see us at Dark Tower Com- Chad Seawald from Fort Wayne, Indiana. He said, greetings from Fort Wayne, a very distant suburb of Chicago. He'd like to country. think that. Well, yeah. Uh, Andy, also from Chicago, Illinois, he said LT Smash from the faraway land of Skokie. Uh, you can uh, check out all the great things that AroundComics.com has to offer. It's your source for the best in comic book news, reviews, and opinions. Uh, would like to let everyone know that we are proud members of the Comics Podcast Network. You can find more great podcasts at comicspodcast.com. Just so that you are aware, we post the next week topic on Tuesday at our forum at aroundcomics.com. This Thursday is another installment of Comics 101. Tune in for how you can become famous. <laughs> <laughs> Concept to Comic Shops, a special guest from Devil's Due Publishing, Josh Blaylock. 
You will become a star from listening to this, and if you follow our rules, you will make millions of dollars. Or not. <laughs> you might learn how to publish. Or you comic. might learn how to become a huge failure. Uh, this following week, we'll be talking with the man who killed Captain America, Ed Brubaker. Bastard. Yeah, he made a living on killing characters. Boo. <laughs> Just to make you smile. Yeah, hey, everyone loves it. And thank you to Borders. Borders has thousands of manga and graphic novels. In fact, you'll graphic find novels. exactly what you're looking for hey, and discover nice. unexpected new authors and series simply by visiting Borders. Save on all your favorite books. Graphic Click novels. on the Borders banner at the Around Comics website for a 20% off coupon. Check Borders first. Find a store near you at borderstores.com or your, use the Borders store locator at aroundcomics.com. Or call me. Or call Tom, he'll call mail it to you. I'll just tell you where the news is. 773. No, Around Comics is proud to help support the Hero Initiative. Hero creates a financial safety net for yesterday's creators who need emergency medical aid, financial support for essentials of life, and an avenue back into paying work. It's a chance for all of us to give back something to the people who have given us so much enjoyment. For more information, visit www.heroinitiative.org or call 310-909-7809. I'd like to thank everyone for joining us today. Sal, yes. all of us. John O'Suntris and John, John O. Johnny O. Tomo Tomo Caracore. Have a good time. Have a good time. Shanahan McDuffie hey, Shanahan. and Patrick St. Patrick. Hey, Fitzpatrick. That's Patrick Fitzpatrick. And oh, everyone have and a, 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 good, a good Ryan couple o- days. We'll be back. Um, I don't know if it's oh, Wednesday with Simon Oliver or Thursday. Pipe. With uh, Comics 101, I something. Know. We got episodes coming up, but uh, you know, just just stay tuned. Friggin' listen. Go to the website. Eh, figure matter. it out. It's not that complicated. You either listen or you don't. Yeah. In the meantime, in between time, we'll be everywhere <laughs> in. Let around comics. like to suggest a topic, send us your comments, or are interested in becoming a panel member, email us at info at aroundcomics.com or visit the contact us section of our website. Music for the show provided by the Podshow Podsafe Music Network, music.podshow.com. Views expressed in the interviews or by guests of the show are solely those of the individuals expressing them and do not reflect the opinions of Around Comics. Thank you for listening today, and remember to join us next time, and the panel will change, but our mission will stay the same bringing you the very best news, reviews, and opinions in and around comics. Around Comics is a Pipe Dream production. Copyright 2007. All rights reserved. Oh, let me, baby, love you one more time.